So guess what? The banjo playing in this intro right now, it's actually me playing that banjo. The other times it was somebody else, but now I've re-recorded some stuff. So you get to listen to me in the intro. Welcome out to episode 11 of the Marketing to Win podcast. Today's conversation with Andy Vale. He is a marketing automation guru at an agency, which I think for marketing automation folks is really difficult because the business model really plays into how you interact with users, trying to keep them engaged, nurtured, and ultimately buy. So Andy's got a lot of good information, tips on how to, uh, the importance of learning tech, how to be empathetic with your customers that you're leading a journey on, and uh, I think you'll find a lot of value out of it. So take a listen. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll just jump right in, especially since I'm a little late. So everybody, welcome out to the Marketing to Win podcast. Um, today, I'm chatting with Andy Vale, uh, who works uh, in agency life, and uh, which I'm excited about because some of the conversations I have, you know, there's people that have worked in um, in-house. So <clears throat> from a, a business application perspective, there's a pretty uh, narrow lane of, you know, how you're applying stuff. Whereas in agency life, you've, you're working with, I mean, how many clients are you working with at a, a time? Yeah. So right now um, here at Avalanche, I think, man, constantly probably like 10, um, yeah. you know, over the quarter. <laughs> And then, you know, people will pop up and people will pop down, you know, they'll be like, okay, you know, just, that's just how marketing automation is. As soon as something's set up, they're like, okay, now don't touch it for a while. And you're like, okay. But yeah, it's probably a good 10, maybe, maybe 11. uh, Okay. Yeah. Which I think is awesome because then you get to touch so many different applications of something like automation or whether, you know, and so, um, so let's start out with, uh, brief intro. Tell us about, you know, what you do, who you work for, what you guys in, in agencies are a little bit interesting because normally I tell people, tell us a little bit about what you sell. Um, yeah. for agency, you're essentially selling yourself. So, yeah. and then helping other companies sell their products. So that's probably a little bit tougher to answer. So maybe just answer, uh, what you were selling, uh, for like the success story that you'll share and then we can, we can dive in. Yeah, for sure. So um, small appliances in the retail space is what I'll talk about today. And that's just one. Um, and so they sell online. Um, so it's, it's an e-com client. Um, and they, they are really pleased with us. And, and we do, they, I feel like they are an account that is very focused on results. So um, that's why I chose them. Um, you know, other like if you go into lead gen and I saw that you already had someone talk about, you know, B2C and B2B, but if you, if you go to the lead gen, especially B2B space, um, there's different metrics that you can track with marketing automation. That is, um, you know, leads, lead quality, um, how, how they're converting uh, the information you get. The funnels are a lot longer, right? You're right. I have one client with like a nine month funnel and they just have to keep dripping them probably every week just saying, Hey, you know, here's another great piece of content that's going to help you out in your space. And here's another, um, uh, you know, a piece of content that we made specifically thinking about your segment. Um, and, and, and automation helps does do that um, throughout the process. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I work at Avalanche Media. Um, we're right here in Silicon Slopes. Uh, just absolutely loving it. Um, we are... Uh, 
a good size agency. I would say, you know, over last year, we um, grew a lot. Uh, you know, with COVID happening, everything, you know, people are popping into the office saying, hey, I actually work here. And I'm like, oh, you're not the FedEx guy? Like, <laughs> cool, yeah, you can drop off. And they're like, oh, uh, actually. So, kind of interesting. That is crazy. Um, and so, yeah, so super excited um, to be talking. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of different, it's funny, agency life makes you well-rounded by force, right? So, like, you're jumping into Clavio. Uh, uh, for an e-com client and then at uh, the same day you're jumping into Pardot for a Legion client that you got to totally switch strategies, totally switch the thinking and um, and and if you don't do that well then you're not marketing for, for success, right? You're marketing um, cookie cutter we call it, you know, and, and you definitely don't want that, especially marketing automation because, you know, what works for e-com definitely doesn't work for Legion um, and B2B um, sales and, and nurturing people like that. So um, that's definitely one thing that it's, I think agency has taught me is, is being able to see an agent or see a client and then think of a, a way to be empathetic to that customer that they're trying to get to. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of my first little, little thing is being empathetic in marketing automation is hard, but it's, it's well worth it. And that's how you, you know, market to win. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I think, um, you know, that's, that's interesting because you have to be double empathetic to not only to the clients you're working with, but then their clients, right? So there's like two, um, I can imagine the amount of, you know, the skill set of learning how to adapt to not only, you know, business models, but technology and learning how to apply, apply whatever technology that they use to their situation um, probably helps keep you grounded and focusing on like the right business results and not getting too caught up in, in the tech and like what, you know, whether Pardot or uh, Marketo is better or I can do this, right? It's, if you can, it probably keeps you grounded, focused on um, client and customer needs first, and then you just figure out how to apply automation to their situation. Yeah. You hit it right in the head. Like, yeah, when I came in, <clears throat> when I came into uh, Avalanche, I was swore the world on um, one of the platforms, Active Campaign, um, and I was like, "This is what I know how to do." And I was humbled pretty quick when someone dropped me into Mailchimp, and I was like, "Okay, this is definitely not what I'm used to." And I went promising all these things that I thought you could do in—I mean, if you could do it in an Active Campaign, of course you can do it in Mailchimp, and it just doesn't work like that. Like, you got to yep. figure out your what your technology allows. And that's actually my second one. So this is a perfect segue is knowing your tech and how it, how it connects. Right. So like some people will have this old piece of tech. I'm talking like, you know, 10 years old, they haven't switched to the Salesforce lightning experience. They're on the classic and they still want to use the newest and latest greatest thing for marketing automation. And uh, basically if you lose track of your tech and what it can do, um, you're, you're not on the path to win. You're on the path to get a really hard wake up whenever you want to like make a really cool campaign or, you know, you know, tell the, your tools to what to do, you know? Uh, so I always kind of use an analogy of, you know, the buying a hoe, but expecting it to, it can do like the job of an uh, excavator. Like, like, yeah. just, <laughs> no, you're not going to be able to do that. You, you, all you have is a shovel 
Um, and so we're going to dig the biggest hole we can, but I mean, it's definitely not going to be like if you were paying for a, um, a bigger machine or a bigger tool. So um, anyways, I, I definitely like, that's another client talk I always have is, okay, what's your tech stack look like? What, what tools do you have? Are you on Shopify if you're on Ecom? Are you on, um, you know, Salesforce if you're lead gen? And, uh, you know, there, there is no right answer, but there definitely are better answers to get. Um, and then there's, uh, but it's just like any other uh, digital marketing position. If you went to a, a PPC person, like a paid ads person, and told them, hey, we want to run um, nothing but Bing ads, they would kind of scratch their heads and be like, okay, come on. Like, I, I mean, I'll do it and I'll learn and it'll be great. But um, this is, I think it's the path to success and the win might be with Google, you know? So anyways, um, some great, great segue into that. It was learn your tech, keep it up to date, make sure it meld, like welds together very well. Um, and, uh, and, and, and works. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I've got, I've got some interesting thoughts on that actually myself. So in the, I came from when I was working at Franklin Covey, uh, had been used to Eloqua. So one of the beasts, right. It's as it's known as like the most customizable. Um, and we were on a small team. So, which is fine. There's quite a few small teams that use Eloqua. And we did a, an, okay, an okay job. I was like a one-man shop with the automation side. So and we did an okay job. And then um, kind of similar to like what you were describing, when I came over to CloudApp, um, had visions of big marketing automation system, right? Um, yeah. Long sales cycle, nurturing, whatever. Well, in freemium SaaS, it's been a totally different story and experience for a couple of reasons um, that were, so we use uh, something called customer IO, which does email. And then um, we use a lot of like web hooks for our notifications and stuff. And, um, but there's a ton of incoming data because we use product usage as our triggers for um, the communications that we send to help with activation, right? And, at the beginning I had wanted to like, I had had this vision of like getting this big system where everything is like either in there or kind of integrated and all this stuff. And I've totally shifted my mindset, at least for where we're at, that this smaller tool that we use is completely sufficient. And in fact, it's better than some of these big ones, especially for us because it allows me to move faster, um, helps us reach our like um, just several things. So, uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest first lessons that marketing automation people have to learn their first job. They, they get into whatever tech staff they're in. They love it. They see what can be done. Second job is where you really open your mind into understanding like, okay, maybe the tech doesn't matter as much as my understanding of what we actually need to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, and um, the third thing I really want to like kind of talk on with that and, and you again, segue into it perfectly. So great job. Great, great uh, podcast because is, is the process, right? So it's like, what's the process for success and can <coughs> I, I, it should be customizable, but like 
like it should it should have key points that kind of keep a consistent um i don't know track of of you know what what we're going to test first or what how we're going to start this thought process and this journey you know um so when i first started here uh, i had a coworker show me a great podcast um and website it, it, it's i can't remember exactly um what I'll, I'll send it to you so you can include it wherever you want yeah. to but basically it talks about being a marking sherpa so like sherpas lead you through the everest and they they're really cool i mean they have um like lower uh, white blood cell count so they can like withstand not having as much oxygen and their bodies is like accustomed to that right they they live up there they're there so that's kind of how we are i mean we're here we're we're seeing all these journeys happen and so we're accustomed to it um and uh anyways we we need to like look at the journey and think about the people we're leading through there and um, being empathetic, really trying to um, get that down and, and, and that process down and keeping that process over and over again. So um, yeah, I think it's just called Marking Sherpas. It's from a guy in, in Florida and he's really cool. And, and, and it really changed my outlook on um, marketing automation. Cause I definitely, if I got in this parole, probably without that podcast i'd be like yeah let's send them an email every day and and, and yeah. remind them who we are you know that's brand awareness right um but no you got to put yourself in their shoes and and really definitely like in this age of like spam is no longer just a, a percentage that you see come in it's a real like brand reputation is a real um like thing and people yep. will recognize your brand as being one of them that doesn't care about you as a user if you're not, if you're not careful using the tools that we use. So um, definitely a big one is to keep the process and like be super empathetic and be a, be a marking Sherpa if you can. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's, let's circle back a little bit and talk um, about this. Uh, that the first one, the small appliance B2C kind of success story that you had in mind. Um, can you, can you share more specifics on that? I'd like to dive back into there. Yeah, for sure. So I pulled numbers from, the, the holiday season right and um they man it it was a crazy time they were just coming over um switching into they did clavio um and so that's the tool that we used and it merged well with uh their website and all they sold and it was really good um they i got it right here on the dock so, yeah so from that they made three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars over the, the the holidays, I guess you could say, um, and that includes uh, we we ramped up to um, you know Black Friday and kind of let deals happen where they happen um, and, and made sure they were all clear. And man, it was awesome. It, what was really awesome to see that they had such a like good list um, that was cleaned by us. You know, like cleaned it, made sure it, like those are people, real people that are really receiving our messages. Yep. And uh, we had an average open rate of 22%, average click rate of 11%. So like we knew that whatever we'd put in front of them definitely would re reach a real person, real person would see it. And if we hit the marketing message right on the head, um, these people would buy. And, and, and I think we did a, a pretty good job at, at giving offers little at a time to build up to a big offer with this, these appliances um, and on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And uh, it worked well, it, it worked really well for them. They're, they're super happy with it. Um, in fact, 
right now they're not doing anything because they're saying, hey, let, let's, uh, let's, they're, they're ones that like just pop back down because they're like, okay, enough already, enough already. Like yeah. we're good. Good job. They were done for a little bit. So um, it's almost like a longing, like I'll see them come back and I'll be like, hey, long lost <laughs> client. Come on, yeah. let's go do it again. So uh, super excited. They were a great team to work with. Um, but we had that process down. Like what, what, what are our contacts thinking? First of all, our, our list is clean. Yes. Our tools are capable of doing the segmentation we want to do. Yes. Um, Clavio, by the way, really great product. Love it. Um, good support, really good support. Um, so yeah, huge shout out to Clavio, but, um, yeah. And then, and then basically taking our list and I think the list size is like 300,000 people. So it was a huge list. Um, and just pumping out those emails that really spoke to the personas and um, the activity levels of each recipient, right? So like, oh, you bought this? Well, let's look at this, you know? Or, hey, you know, you, you, we noticed that you um, really like all these emails that talk about a certain topic. Let's send you an email that is framed differently in, in that topic space, you know? So um, definitely some really cool stuff happening on that end. And uh, it just, that's the only sad thing about them is that they're not doing it anymore. You know, they're just yeah. kind of taking a pause and, um, but holiday season, man. Wait, really so was there, was there a lot of nurturing leading up? So with, with B2C, I think the idea that the most fascinating idea for me in email marketing with B2C, um, with a product like this, like retail clothing, stuff like that is the idea of nurturing, right? Um, because... Uh, I mean, you can always, you can, you can announce new products. Maybe that's the idea of nurturing because uh, I have, I don't have a lot of experience with this space. So I guess new products would make sense, but outside of that, like what, what other sort of preparation did you or their team do leading up to the big promotion within black Friday and cyber week that helped, you know, ensure that you had that huge list that's engaged and, and, and like, leading, you know, preparing it to be successful. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great, great question. I think the, you know, a product announcement is almost like the, the why we're reaching out, but behind the why is the brand reputation, right? So like giving you that content, giving you content after content of how you can use your product. You know, I think of like clothes, for example, like, okay, well, here's a, here's an outfit that looks good on this in, in Instagram influencer that you might follow. And they're like, whoa, I never thought about that. So it, it's almost like selling without having a call to action button. You right. know? They're like, Man, that, that jean jacket looks killer on that person. And I love jean stuff. Like I have jean jeans, I have jean hat. Like, how did you know, you know? And then they, then there's this point that I feel like this brand is getting to, and, and it might already be there, but of saying this brand gets me this brand understands me right i like this brand when next time that this brand talks to me i'm listening i'm i'm and that's that open rate right that's that open rate that that's that's that click rate of look these this brand gets me i am a part of this brand brand affiliation um and then saying like okay next time they send me an email i my ears will perk up and i will definitely like listen to what they say oh you know here it is uh, i think of like a um, I don't know if you're selling 
uh, Herschel is another company I really like to look at. Like, oh, they're, they make bags, designer bags, and, and a whole bunch of, a, like, a slew of stuff. And it's really cool um, to see them come up with different ways to make content that's helpful for their people. And because of that, they have a good brand reputation and a good, like, brand following. And so when they do do a product drop or Black Friday something, people are already listening. People know them. It, it feels less like a stranger's coming into their house telling them about something cool and more like a really cool cousin, like pulled up in their super cool speed bike and just said, yo, look at what I got for you. Yeah. You know, like that's a, that's a different message than some random person going, Hey, you want Tupperware? You know, like the, no one's going to buy the Tupperware. Everyone's going to buy whatever that cousin on the speed bike has. So yeah, um, definitely brand reputation has a big part in that. Uh, for retail, but then you switch over to, you know, like, like your company, you know, a, a, a premium SaaS, like, it's just like, how do you, how do you get that um, brand reputation um, out of however many people are in your space, you know, and, and, and that's where you have to get really creative and, and think about oh, a totally different way. Maybe, maybe it's adding different type of content, you know, maybe you're not talking to them every so often, maybe, maybe it's more on activity level. And I really right. like that that strategy you got going. So um, that's just kind of agency life is, hey, this is working really good over here, but hey, we got to figure out something over there, so. Yeah, um, <clears throat> cool. So to end, how would you say like um, people, maybe early marketing automation folks can learn faster like these types of process, like you talked about sticking to the right process, right? So what, what can people do to learn that process, like a better process? Because actually, and let me put some context behind this. One thing that I realized, uh, I had somebody ask me uh, a couple weeks ago, if there were any like marketing automation books, like he's a student and he was trying to get in and he was like, what, who, like, do you have any suggestions? And unfortunately he asked the wrong guy because I don't read enough books anyways. Like I just don't read books. So I feel bad for him. But as I started thinking about it, I was like, I felt like, <clears throat> and I should probably do a better job looking for following. But as I've looked at in, in my uh, marketing automation world, I felt like the conversation is completely dominated by brands, mm -hmm. which by default is pushing us to use more of their tech. Um, and the danger in that is lose, like, is that you get too fascinated with the tech and you lose sight of the, because just like in any software, the, the more you use it, right, then the higher are the odds to retain. But what I think that does is that, like it starts building bad habits in certain pieces one of them for example is like eloqua did a really good job talking about how to nurture people and before i knew it i was building these crazy complex flows yeah. that i feel so bad for the dude that took my job after i left franklin covey because yeah. I, even though i documented it man that thing was a beast yeah and was it was way too much and so i used it but it was not good at the end of the day so that's kind of the context for the question. How can people go about actually learning healthy automation um, processes that aren't, I mean, not all the stuff that the brands say is wrong or bad. Like there's a ton of good stuff, but it, it's tainted a little bit. So how can they make sure they're 
building a good process. Yeah. So I had two thoughts come to mind when you were talking and like, I, what I would say, what you made there at Franklin Covey wasn't bad at all. Cause it was good in the time. It just wasn't nimble. Right. It's like this thing of like, and I, and I'm like, you can ask my coworkers. I love, love uh, analogies. So it's almost like making a tank, right? It's like, if you made a tank, you're not going to take that down because you spent a lot of time on it. Right. But if you made like an army of cars, just little itty bitty, like, or almost like mopeds, you know, um, like then you can take a couple out of commission, soup them yep. up and then make them better and then test and optimize these ones. Whereas you're never going to touch the tried and true big automation. So um, that's, that's my, my first piece of advice for any new marketer is to start out small and to scale into success, right? So like just start out small. Hey, look, a four, a four email uh, nurture and the third email is kicking tail. Everyone's clicking on this button or everyone's stopping, you know, at this or depending on your tech, like even open rates, you know, if you're in MailChimp and you're seeing everybody opens the third email or everybody opens. Um, and when I say everybody, I mean, like if you're getting above, a, I don't know, your list size and everything, but if you're seeing success on an email, there's something about that message that's sparking something within, um, within your, your contacts, you need to talk more about it um, and stuff. So starting out small and then, and then see, letting the, like, the process take you where it needs to take you is the first thing. And the second thing is um, books. <clears throat> I hate books. Uh, no, no, I don't hate books. I, I, but I'm like you. I'm like, You're like me, man. I, it, like let alone to spend money on a book just is like college and it's like PTSD and it's like, wait a second, you know, who's paying me to pay for this book that, yep. yeah, I don't know. I, and then to think like now that, uh, you know, we've, we have, a, we have some clients that sell books and you're realizing, you know, a lot of it goes to publishing companies, which is not a bad thing, but a lot of it does. So it's like, go straight closest to the person. Like, you know, like if I want to learn about how you do marketing automation, I'd go sit right next to you and be like, yep. oh, why do you do that? Why do that? So, um, and the closest you can get to an automation person without like straight up talking to them like this is probably a newsletter, um, to some trusted sources. Um, litmus is, is a great one. Uh, tech crunch. Um, if you're an SEO person, you'd probably hear of like Neil Patel, you'd hear of Rand Fishkin, Fishkin. Um, you'd hear of like S search engine journal, uh, SEO land. Like you have like a ton of different places of these professionals that are in the industry, you know, like you're out of school, you're doing learning like the marketing concepts. Now learn about where like the rubber hitting the road and like where it's working, where it's not. Um, anyways, yeah, just keep cool. your finger on the pulse. Sign up for a lot of good newsletters. TechCrunch um, is, is one of my favorites because they just have good writers that make it feel like you're talking to someone um, like eating lunch, not yeah. Like just to the, not like a Roman general, like, Oh, two more masses, you know, this is like, Hey bud, this is what you need to do. You know? So TechCrunch is a good one. Litmus is a great one. Um, you know, and then like some of these email service providers, like MailChimp, uh, HubSpot. Oh my goodness. I forgot. HubSpot. HubSpot is just pumping and I'm talking pumping out content. They are just yep. like, Oh, you stubbed your toe that day on your way to a digital marketing agency. We got a blog for that. Yeah. Hey, like yeah. let's let's talk about it you're gonna want to use band-aids so anyways long story short like 
it's a really HubSpot's really good. So yeah, just follow those great like industry leaders. Cool. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate the time, man. It's been a really good chat. Hope everybody listening, you found some good lessons out of this and uh, yeah, we'll kind of call it there and we'll, we'll see you guys next time. So.